It is your neighborhood preacher. If you can hear me, you are alive, my friend. Hey, what's going on? What's up? It is uh, Dan the Man. I'm in uh, full effect here. Listen, big shot out always to Podcast Center LA. Big shout out to the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, my Savior. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in. How's your day going? How's life going? How's life treating you? Or uh, should I say, how are you treating life? Hey, listen, um, what a pleasure it is to be back into the studio to uh, be bumping through your speakers. Uh, I got a great message today, and I believe it's, seriously, it's going to be so challenging for some of us, refreshing for others, and uh, I just really, truly believe that the Word of God that I'm going to share with you today is going to bring a lot of freedom. It's going to set many uh, free from the prison that they've been in, and uh, listen, I am just thrilled to be here. Uh, I just want to tell you that I love you. Uh, I've been praying for every listener. I've been praying for uh, you. Every time that you uh, listen in and you try to make that time to develop yourself, listen, I can't applaud you enough. I really, really appreciate not only you, but what you're doing for yourself. So listen, if you can pass me along, the neighborhood preacher, I desire to be in every home and coming through every speaker uh, that I can. Uh, And I know that uh, I got something to give. Listen, you're either a gift or you're taking gifts. And that's just the bottom line. So I desire to be a gift to you. Uh, I bless you. I pray that God has uh, blessed his word, and I pray that he's wrapped it with his power to understand. And as we go forth, I just pray that uh, you'll be healed, you'll be delivered, and uh, you'll be set free from uh, an area of your life. We're going to get right into it. Listen, uh, today's title uh, and message is on forgiveness. I'll tell you right now, uh, me... (laughs) you know, being the man that I am, was, or can be. I'll tell you right now that uh, forgiveness is a big, big topic for me. Uh, also, it's a big topic with uh, Christ, number one, with, uh, with God. Uh, but it's also uh, a topic that you don't hear a lot about. And I think the, the reality is, is that, um, hey, makeup you know, and nothing against uh, people who use makeup, but the reality is, is it covers up some things. In our life, you know, especially walking with God, we can go to church and we can do all of the right things, but there's this one, you know, you, met, you mentioned the person, uh, let, let's say his name's John, or, 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 or uh, you mentioned somebody else and her name's Veronica, or, uh, you know, not, not, not that those names particularly did anything to me, but I just want to tell you, sometimes you can mention somebody's name and you're like, oh, and it just hits you right in the gut. And it reminds you that you hate that person. Or you rem- it reminds you how backstabbing, undeserving, um, you know, shady, you know, can be with this person. And a name comes up and then all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting next to, you know, a guy that's really, really cool. You find out his name's John and then you're just like, oh, I hate John's. It's like, wait, listen. That's the root of bitterness, and, and, re- and the reality is is because we have many areas in our life that people have wronged us, and it causes what we call unforgiveness. So I'd like to, I'd like to go there. I'd like to bring it home. I'd like to uh, you know, talk about um, forgiveness, and honestly, <laughs> it's been some of the, uh, it's been one of the most challenging things in my life, but it's been one of the most rewarding. Okay. Today, I want to deliver something I believe God wants to just place on your heart. I believe God wants to speak through me to you. 
And I want to take you back to a portion of scripture, maybe even some scriptures that uh, I've already talked to you about on this podcast. But listen, uh, today's a new day. It's a new moment, and it is a new opportunity for you to grow, not only in your life, but with God. So let's uh, remind ourselves here of something. And let me, let me begin to build the foundation uh, so we can set uh, God's word on a very, very solid platform. Okay, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us through Jesus Christ, and has given us a ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or not making us pay for our trespasses. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation, meaning, hey, man, come on back. Come this way. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And here's, here's where I'd like to just uh, hone in. Let's take a look at, uh, through this lens here of verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For he made him, meaning Jesus, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I think first before we get into forgiveness and, and uh, getting into the dark places in our heart and bitter areas and prisons that we have because maybe not even anything we did. Before we get there, I want to lay this foundation that me and you were separated from God. We were reconciled to God because he, according to the Bible, found it pleasing that he would give up his own son, make him become sin, be separated from him, that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ. The truth is, my friends, that there is nothing good in me and in you. The Bible says that every perfect thing and every perfect gift comes from heaven above. You can look that up scripture. Everything that is good within us comes from our heavenly father. The reality is, is that me and you, our sins are as filthy rags before the Lord. It was Jesus Christ who laid down his life, was beaten, bruised, persecuted, spit on, hammered a crown of thorns upon his head, carried a cross, but he had one message. And that message was that I have come that, that you may have life, that I became weak, that you may become strong, that I became poor, that you may become rich, that I may be accursed, that you may be blessed, that I may be separated from God, that you might be joined and one with the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. His disciples, I think especially Philip, he says, hey, you know, how have we seen God? Jesus says, look, man, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I, let's look through this lens here. Me and you are wretched. 
Give us, give us enough time away from God's word or hearing about God's word and his statutes and what he really truly wants from us. Give us enough time. We're going to be looking at something we should not look at. Give us enough time. We're going to be saying something we should not say and give us enough time. We're probably going to want to get out at the red light and jump through that window uh, because a guy is flipping us off and he deserves to get beat up. That's what we're going to be thinking. That's how we're going to be moving and operating. I guarantee you, if that's not you, that's me. (laughs) So here's the reality. Me and you are not any better than each other, okay? But the truth is, is that we sin, and our sin separated us from God. So what I'm trying to tell you is that if we're going to if we're going to lay a foundation on forgiveness, we have to understand we've been forgiven. The Bible says whoever was forgiven much loves much. You know, through my walk with God, sometimes you can go into an atmosphere or into a church setting or different churches and you can really kind of you can tell how, what they believe. You don't need to see their doctrine. You don't need to see their their rit- rituals and their orders and, and their layout of the church. You can tell what they believe by the way that they act. The reality is, is that even as we grew up, some kids, you know, you know, the snobby kids, the ones that had it all, the ones that never really went uh, through anything, uh, the ones that, that always had their needs met, and then they're the ones that disrespect their parents the most. You know, you, 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 you kind of, you kind of just, you know, that really bothered me as I grew up. I was like, man, if I had what you had, I wouldn't be acting like that. Now, besides me speaking of judgment and judging others, I'm just, I'm painting an example. All right. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I I've been forgiven of much. And the Bible says that until I knew the word of God that told me, do not covet. That means don't look at my neighbor and say, oh man, I want that. Whether it was his car in the driveway, his wife or his jewelry or his money or his job or, or, or whatever it was. I think a lot of times we feel like we're, we're good. We're good to the core. We're, we're good people. We do good. Um, you know, we don't wish bad upon anybody. And we believe that, you know, God didn't forgive us of much. Not true. The Bible says that, um, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Live and online, it's Dollar Training Club, the Internet's best safety and risk training for just a buck. Get Dollar Training Club. Spend a buck and get trained up. That's dollartrainingclub.com. Check out the catalog at dollartrainingclub.com. The Bible says that no sin is greater than another. The reality is, is that me taking God's name in vain to God, it's, it's, it's unholy. It's sin. Just as the man who hates his brother, the Bible says that a man who hates his brother already committed murder in his heart. You know how many times I've committed murder then? The reality is, is, is we have sinned and we've been forgiven and may God's presence touch you now. May God's truth touch you now. See, we have the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and here's why. Once we're saved and delivered, or, or we confess Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says that, that God and His Spirit, they come to live and make their home within you. They make their home within you, the Holy Spirit's in you, because, listen, if everybody's way was the truth, then we wouldn't know which way to go. 
But you have the Holy Spirit inside of you that reminds you and teaches you and convicts you and tells you, hey, this is the way to go. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. And what I'd like to, the picture I'd like to paint to you is that the Spirit of Truth bears witness to the truth. And the truth is right where you're at, no matter who we need to forgive yet or who we're having issues with, let's, let's focus on God and the fact that he shed his son's blood. He allowed his son to shed his blood on the cross because of his great love for us to forgive us of our sins. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he who would ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not come into the world to condemn it. I just don't get it. A lot of times people get held up at this scripture, but look at verse 17. The Bible says that God did not come into the world to condemn you, but that through him, you might have everlasting life. So I don't understand where we get held up with this God, you know, condemning us and, and, and telling us that we're horrible people and, 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 and we're wretched and, and we're no good. And he says, look it, you don't need to be good on your own. I'm going to give you my goodness. I'm going to trade your life for my son's. I mean, what a trade, to be honest with you, because I've really tried to accomplish a lot in my life. I've tried to really be something. And you know, the reality is, is I've always ended up alone looking in that mirror saying, why in the heck am I here? No matter what I've tried to accomplish. And if that's not been you, you know what, my friend, maybe you're lying to yourself. And I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I think this is the truth that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God bears witness inside of you and says, yeah, you know what? He's right. No matter what I try to achieve, no matter what I try to do, I know that there's really nothing good in me. Everything good in me comes from the Lord and what I've learned from the statutes of God. The reality is, is that God loves us and he's forgiven us. He sent his only son to take our place, all right, that we should not perish, that we should have eternal life, that we should not be condemned but that we would be saved, okay? So that's our foundation on forgiveness. I need you to understand that you've been forgiven and I don't care what it is you're about to do. I don't care what it is that you're, you're doing or what you've already done. I want you to know that the Bible says that once you know the love of God and tasted his goodness, it is impossible for you to be renewed in his spirit and you trample the blood and sacrifice of Christ under your foot every time you do what you know is wrong. I think I need to tell you the truth. Your neighborhood preacher is not going to hold any punches. I'm not going to try to preach to you something that's going to ease your ego and conscience. I want me and you to be in right standing with God because here's another scripture. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ returns, he will find nobody in the faith. Wow. When Jesus returns, he will not find anybody in the faith. Look it up. It's a true scripture. The Bible tells me and you to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. 
and to grow in the Lord more and more as we see the days approaching. It doesn't mean like, oh my God, the world's going to end tomorrow. What it means is your world could end right now. It could be filled with sin. You could be separated from God. You could choose to live life on your own. But the Bible says, what is a man who gains all the riches of the world but loses his own soul? For what can man give in exchange for his soul? Listen, we're either going to accept our debt. I'll tell you right now, if somebody came to me and said, hey, look, bro, I run debt consolidations. I got all the money to pay for, for, for your debt. You are, dude, you're in gold standing right now. Why do you want to do that? I just want to do it for you, neighborhood preacher. I just want to do it for you. I just want you to be debt-free. I just, you're telling me, are you telling me that me and you would not take that? You're telling me that you're so good and self-righteous that you would not take somebody wiping out your debt. Nevertheless, we have sinned against God, even knowingly. And you're telling me we're not going to take the righteous advocate, the atonement, the payment for our sins so that we could be in right standing with God. You see, Satan himself didn't even take that stance of, I don't believe in God. Even the Bible says that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Even Satan himself is a believer. And we find ourselves saying, well, I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to do it my way. It's my way or the highway. And you know what? This God thing, it might work for you, but it doesn't work for me. See, this isn't something that works or doesn't work. This is something that you live or you don't live. This is not something that is, um, you know, it's a trial, a test run. And, you know, you kind of just get to participate or you just don't. The bottom line is you're not a guinea pig and you're on this earth. We're working the nine to five, just like everybody else. And the, and, and the reality is, is there is a lot more of the processes in life that control us than you think you actually control. <laughs> but listen, the Bible says where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. And where we accept Christ in our place, there's freedom and there's unity with God. I'll tell you right now. The Bible tells us that we can look around, we can look at the trees blowing, we can look at the wind, and even though you can feel the wind, you do not know where it comes from or where it's going. That is such as the Spirit of the Lord. But right now, the Spirit of God is on me and He's on you. He lives inside of us, those that would be bold enough and humble enough like a child's faith and say, I believe in what Christ did for me and I believe I'm forgiven. My friends, what I want you to do is smile. Have you ever tried that? Try right, try right now to smile with your teeth. Smile cheek to cheek. And just for a moment, stop thinking about the negative and everything. Stop thinking about maybe what you ruined or what people are ruining or, 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 or the negativity going on around you or the job that you might not like or the person that you're, you don't like or the guy that you want to drill and just give him a good elbow, you know, right in the mouth. You know, there's, there's people that I think, you know, sometimes people just deserve, you know, but that's in our flesh. That's in our, in our, in our human nature, right? To want to repay evil for evil. But did God do that to me and you? Did he repay 
evil for evil. No, the Bible says also that God does not deal with us according to our actions. I get very humble in this moment because I know that I've done some pretty horrible things that I could never tell anybody. And I know God has forgiven me. See, God is not a license for you to do what you want so that you can keep receiving his forgiveness. Because see, me and you both know, we do believe, and I know you do, that Jesus Christ is that good. He's that awesome. He's that amazing. And who he is is so real that he's the son of God. You believe, you believe that he can forgive you time and time again. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if you are faithful and just to ask God for forgiveness, he is. I mean, if you, if, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. <laughs> he's faithful, not like you and me. He's just not like you and me, but he's more than able to forgive you of your sins. If that doesn't humble you, I don't know what will. But we've wronged God. And just, and I want to make this statement to you. Neighborhood preachers in the house, and I just want to tell you that in everything that we get mad or upset or offended or displeased or disheartened or really cut to the heart about, about others, do you know, my friends, we've done that to God. We don't like when someone shows up late. Well, we've been late on God. We don't like, you know, when, 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 uh, you know, someone, someone doesn't, uh, um, be there for us, you know, when we need him. Well, listen, how can God even help us when we've rejected him? We've taken him out of schools. We don't want to hold on to his principles. We don't care anymore what he has to say. And then we want to use him for a parachute and we want to pray when we're either dying or someone else around us is dying or when we need him. He's not a, we don't get to pimp God. And if God goes back to the ages, you know, Jesus fulfilled over 2000 prophecies. I mean, if that's not good enough for you, then nothing ever will be. But the reality is, is you couldn't fulfill a prophecy even about your own life. Maybe, maybe it was written, he's going to be a doctor. So you fulfilled that one prophecy that, and, and you can't, and you can't stand law school or, uh, going to school for a doctor and maybe one prophecy you could fulfill, but the Bible says that it's, or, or, or I'm sorry, statistically it's impossible for a man to fulfill up to three prophecies written about his life. Jesus fulfilled over 2000. I mean, what are we, <laughs> what do we need convincing for you see? And that's the reality. Even God forgave us even for that for being so prideful and self-righteous and being mad at everybody else for doing all the things they've done to us, but we've done them to God. You see, by understanding this, uh, I really believe that this is going to allow change in our hearts. I believe it's going to allow us to forgive not only ourselves but others. And you know what? I want to I stay right there. You know, I'll be honest with you. If you're anything like me, you're really hard on yourself and no matter who talks to you, I mean, you know, you know, you can do better and you just get really down when you miss the mark. Listen, my friends, you need to forgive yourself. You need to really love yourself. You can't love and you can't forgive anybody until you forgive yourself. And listen, I had a friend, a beautiful friend. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to put a male or female on this. A beautiful friend who, 
who stopped in their relationship with God because they held on every day. I just can't forgive myself. I just can't forgive myself for what I've done. Well, when are you going to forgive yourself? See, people don't want to forgive themselves because it gives them the crutch to stay where they are. People don't want to forgive themselves because it gives them a reason to keep drinking. It gives them a reason to keep smoking. It gives them a reason to keep self-medicating and self-diagnosing and self-taking care of self. The reality is me and you need to stop acting like children, take responsibility for our actions, whether they're good or bad. Listen, there's some things that we just can't redo. My friends, that's okay. Well, it's not okay. (laughs) It wasn't okay. It's still not okay. Yeah, you're right. I get that. But you're not helping the situation by continuing to make it not okay. God can forgive you of any and everything you've ever done. You know, it's funny to me why the most wretched people, why murderers, why, why people commit the most heinous crimes can come out and preach the gospel and be in love with God greater than the one who was spoon-fed Jesus Christ all their life. Who is forgiven much, loveth much. You see, a lot of times when we have to forgive others, uh, uh, I'm going to go here. Usually it's close to home. Usually it's our family. Usually it's our friends. It's our coworkers. Usually it's our brothers and sisters in the church. Yay. (laughs) In reality, when we have to forgive, it's really not the guy down the street that doesn't like me, that flips me off on an occasion. He doesn't like me because maybe my loud bike or my pipes. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know you. You don't know me. You, you, you. You don't have any influence really to impact my heart with your bitterness or your judgment, but it's those ones that are close to us. Come on. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. It's the ones that are close to us that really, really irk us. Like you knew better, man. You gave me your word, man. You let me down, dude. You know, you went back on, on your word. And, 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 and for me, for me, uh, for me, check this out, check this out for me, it's like, oh man, here, here it is. For me, it's why do I always have to do the godly thing? How come I can't punch the dude in his face and then ask God for forgiveness? Why am I always so overwhelmed with doing the right thing, but the other guy just gets to slide on by? He doesn't have to do what's right before God, even though he knows what's right before God. He knows the same Bible. He knows the same word of truth. He knows exactly what he needs to do and what he did. But why do I get to do the godly thing and he doesn't get to do the godly thing? I just don't get it. And I've had to forgive people who have wronged me and they knew better. I can't stand it. But I'm here to tell you that there is a blessing that comes from God when you least expect it, when you forgive those who have wronged you. I believe in Matthew chapter five, verse 43 through 45 says, you have heard, it says, you know, for you, you know, to, to, you know, 
hate those uh, uh, and wronged you and, and hate your neighbor who's, who's, who's done wronged you. But I say to you, love those who have persecuted you. I love, uh, um, do good to those who have spitefully used you and, and cursed you uh, so that you may be sons uh, of your father, sons and daughters of your father in heaven. For it is God that makes the, 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 the sun rise on the just and the unjust. We are nobody to not forgive. Yeah, they, people have wronged us. And that, that is where you draw the line. But I'm talking about forgiveness. We are in prisons over people who did the deeds, who did the doing, who did the wrong, but yet we're the ones in prison because of what they did because we do not want to forgive could be something from our childhood it could be something that somebody knew their our heart was in their hands and they just they just not only dropped it they put it in back of the car they they did a reverse on it and then they went forward again and just ran that thing over time and time and time again people close to us have wronged us and that's usually where the true test of forgiveness is see 90% of the time, you know, I mean, forgiveness isn't hard when, when, when the guy didn't know better, come on, you know, I mean, are you here with me? When we forgive most of the time, 90, 99 or 90% of the time, these people knew what they were doing. And, and, and then we got to do the godly thing and say, well, you know, uh, brother, you know, you know, you know, maybe, the, you know, maybe, the, you know, their heart was in the right, ah, get, Come on, get get that out of my face. Just like Nacho Libre. You ever seen that where, where he says, get that out of my face? And he and he throws a, the, the the corn, you know, you know, when, when his buddy's trying to cheer him up. Hey, listen, get that out of my face. You don't know where I come from, the neighborhood preacher. Listen, with no education, educated myself, you know, coming from a broken home, just maybe just like you, dysfunctional as, as you can. Uh, you can't even spell dysfunctional, you know, when it comes to me. Uh, talking about illness, mental, all the way down to, 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 to brokenness, rejection, suicide, you name it. Listen, listen, don't give me your excuses that you want to pass off, you know, brother, uh, or, you know, sister, you know, maybe, maybe they just didn't realize, they realized. They knew exactly what they were doing. And on top of that, they never even apologized. And when they did, they didn't do anything to make it better. It was okay for you to do the godly thing and me to do the godly thing, but it's not okay for them. Now, listen, there's no resentment here. I'm teaching you from a place I've experienced and I've overcome so that you might be set free. Listen, this is about you right now. The reality is, is that people know what they're doing and it's easy to forgive those who don't. You see, but we have failed God, all of us. And the reality is, is people will fail us as well. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. I think you're just truly going to be blessed with this. It's, it's going to floor many of you just like it, it, it has and it has done every time I read it. We got a little campfire going maybe. I have no idea, but we got the disciples they are sitting around Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, check this out. And I'm not just reading scriptures that are boring. This is going to get intense. Then Peter came to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall, I, uh, shall, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? 
What an awesome question to Jesus. And Peter says, he finishes, he says, should I do it up to seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who settled accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. That's a lot of money. But as he was not able to pay, tell somebody around him, this dude wasn't able to pay the king. We're talking about how the kingdom is, okay? Let's get a mentality here. This servant was not able to pay the 10,000 talents, and his master commanded that he, that he be sold with his wife and children, all that he had, and the payment be made. So he demanded his payment. And verse 26 says, The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him his debt. Check this out, what happens in verse 28. But that servant that was forgiven of the 10,000 talents, he was demanded to be you know, locked up, sold with his wife, got forgiven of his whole debt. The servant goes out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He laid hands on the guy. He took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet and he begged him saying, have patience with me. I'll pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. How unforgiving is this man? Verse 31. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master afterward had called him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Here's the reality. The truth is, God will release me and you to the torturers. That person that did us wrong will constantly be in your brain, in your head, will constantly be. John's not even the John that, that hurts you, but now you get introduced to a John and automatically your heart goes, Ugh. this guy didn't do anything to you. You'll hear the person's name that wronged you, and you just don't like those names now. How did that dictate the rest of me and your life? Question mark. How did that dictate the way that we journey through the rest of our life? It dictates us because we have unforgiveness in our heart. 
We fail to realize in these scriptures here that Jesus said, if you don't do with all your heart to forgive the, uh, the next man, God will do the same to you. He's not going to forgive you. Jesus said, so my heavenly father also will do to you, release you to these torturers in your mind. Can't sleep at night. The past still haunts you. You're a great person. You love people. You've learned from the lesson. You don't let people treat you, take advantage of you like that again, but you are not free. That's the truth. Well, you know, brother, that's what life does to you, no? That's not what life does to you. That's what happens in life. But you also have a choice of another outcome. The, the choice is me and you can choose to forgive. Now, listen, power comes upon you when you forgive. See, here's why. You know, I remember walking into my first journey with God at church, and most of the time, um, you know, many of those services was me just bawling my eyes out. I wasn't loud. I wasn't drawing attention to myself. I was just bawling my eyes out from this well of, 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 of crying that, that I don't know where it came from. And honestly, a lot of that had to do with me forgiving people. I was an angry, angry, bitter person, even though I could smile, have a great time with you. But, you know, when it came to those certain issues that I didn't uh, forgive, listen, I was in a prison. I was very angry. I was at times even ready to shoot you, stab you, kill you. Because it was that real to me that what you did to me was wrong. And if I saw you on the street, dude, man, I'm telling you right now, and here's the truth, no matter what you say about me, you better believe people got my routine down or figured out where I was at times so they didn't run into me. Yeah, this skinny little dude. Because listen, I'd be, I'd be just a bad day for you. If you did me wrong, I'd be a bad day for you. And listen, I don't care who you are out there that might uh, uh, judge or, or, or say what you want. The reality is this, is that, uh, you know, the neighborhood preachers got something to preach because I've been in these situations and, and people did not come to rectify situations because, uh, you know, at times like you and your life, people are afraid now to go around you. Now the relationship's broken. Now you, you don't communicate anymore. And people are willing to burn a bridge over nothing. But the reality is, is it happens. And if me and you do not forgive, Bible says that we won't be forgiven. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter six, and I'm going to try to wrap this up here with some goodness here. Check this out. I'm going to make this short and sweet. In Matthew chapter six, I really, really encourage you to read it yourself. Um, it's, the gospels are just powerful. And check this. Matthew chapter six, Jesus begins to teach his disciples how to pray. And we're going to look at verse seven through 15. He says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions uh, as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard by their many words. Uh, do not be like them. So Jesus, is he, he's teaching here. And look what he says in verse 9. He says, In this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You see, a lot of times I used to pray this prayer, but leave out that I'm going to forgive my debtors. This prayer is not honorable to God. It is not complete. It is not satisfactory. And God will not honor you or honor your prayers if you leave out, forgive me, Lord, as I forgive our debtors. See, the bottom line is Jesus teaches here, check out verse 14. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, now don't turn it up. Don't turn this off because you don't like what you're hearing. Don't turn this off. You need to learn something here. He says, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Check out Matthew chapter five, verse 23. I'm gonna hit you with a poo, yeah. Watch this. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift therefore before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. You know how many times myself and people leave money in the basket and they got something against their brother? You know how many times we give offerings, even you think you're doing, you know, the Salvation uh, Army, you know, uh, a great deal of service like I used to with my holy shirts and, and, and my socks that, you know, were thin and, and, and stained. I, I thought I was doing, you know, somebody homeless some good. Really? <laughs> Jesus said, if you want me to receive your gift, and you realize that your brother's got something against you or you got something against your brother, okay? He says, be reconciled to your brother first. Now, he begins to teach here in Matthew 5 and 6, but he says, you know, agree with your adversary quickly. You know, come into agreement. Uh, he says, look, if, you, if your brother won't be, um, you, you know, he won't reconcile back to, as, as one with you and he keeps this attitude and, he, and he's unforgiving he says then then bring bring a witness and if that guy um doesn't get right with god and you before the witness it says man have nothing to do with them put put him out of the church here's the reality god does not receive anything from us i don't believe god will receive anything from us if we have or knowing our brother's got something against us because we did something wrong, let alone we have something against our brother or our sister. He says, then come and bring your gift at the altar. When I grew up, listen, I'm going to finish it with this. All my life, um, my dad, I yearned for him, my father, my earthly father to be in my life. I was one of those kids that would have been the best son in the world. You know, honestly, I'm not tooting my own horn. I mean, honestly, you know, even when my dad came around, he didn't deserve the respect. I gave him the utmost respect. I had every reason to not forgive my earthly father. 
I remember one time I, I, I cussed at my mom. I was about 16 years old and calling the police on me to, to come discipline me. Wasn't working. They got tired of my mom and hearing the, the, the calls and my disobedience. And so finally my dad pulls up and I'm going, Oh dude, this is cool. I'm having a hard time in life. You know, maybe he's going to talk to me about my situations. He goes, Hey Dan, come here, man. So I'm thinking, man, you know, I just put my head down. You know, I respect my dad. I didn't think anything was wrong. I, I walk over to the front of his truck. He picks me up by the throat and he slams me on the hood of the truck. He's choking me. Didn't hurt. What hurt was my heart. My heart hurt so bad because the guy could have just talked to me. And I probably would have listened a lot more. But he came over trying to be a disciplinary when he wasn't even my father. And that just, it just hurt me. Listen, there's, a, there's people in your life that have just, oh man, it, it hurts to think about it. I understand. But as I began to embrace forgiveness, God began to speak to me. And God began to reveal to me that that man was hurting. That his father did that to him. That he had challenges in life that made him this way. And it was only right that I forgive him and release him out of, and release myself out of this prison that I didn't deserve and you don't deserve to be in. Listen, my friends, you don't deserve what happened to you. You may not deserve, the other person may not deserve what you did. But forgiveness is essential not only in our life, but in our walk with God, because God forgave us of, of much. And Jesus teaches us here today that if we don't forgive, our heavenly father can't forgive us. Well, man, you just don't know. Stop. I know I've been around. And if you get, if you get with me and you hear some of my stories, trust me, um, I can relate. The bottom line is I'm not you and you're not me. The reality is, is that our hearts have been broken, stepped on, and just torn apart. My friends, God wants to come into your life and into your heart, and he wants to heal that. We don't get to choose what doors that God gets to stay in and close the doors that God doesn't. Remember, we learned that our temple, our body, and our life, Jesus Christ purchased and paid for with the price. We are not our own. He is not just a tenant having tenancy. He is the ultimate resident. You're the tenant and I'm the tenant. And I think we need to get our perspective in the right order. Then in the order of forgiveness is God forgave us. It is only right that we forgive others. Now, listen, you don't have to let it happen again. One thing I do want to tell you, brothers and sisters, young and old, I want to say this to you. Someone's going to hurt you again. It's going to happen. That's not life. That's people. Hurt people usually hurt people. Ignorant people usually hurt people. But just like we needed God's love and forgiveness, even the ones that do wrong need love and forgiveness. I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in life, with whatever's transpired, he wants to restore those relationships. 
Maybe it's a relationship that will never be restored and move forward, but he wants to release you from that prison, from that person or that thing. Listen, my dad didn't care what he was doing to me. But I have forgiven him. There is not a bitter stone unturned in me. I just don't have a relationship with him, but that's okay. At least the relationship that I do have with him is in freedom. It's not in prison. Listen, by not forgiving, I want to leave you with this. You're in your own prison, number one. Number two, you're not forgiven by God. Oh, well, that's not fair. It isn't. Jesus said, hey, look, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. I'm sending you out as, as lambs amongst wolves. I mean, you're going to get attacked. You're going to try, they're going to try to eat you. <laughs> Listen, this life ain't easy walking with, with, with Christ. But remember, you're not your own. When I tell my son and my daughter, hey, and they got a problem, I say, I look at them and I, I, it gets intense. I look at them and say, hey, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. You know, they do not worry one more second after that. They know dad's got it. Listen, God releases us to the tormentors, not by, not by his will, but by our own actions, not forgiving. We're being tormented day and night over something that's maybe not even our fault. Listen, today you need to release those. I want to challenge you right now where you're at. I want you to say, Lord, so-and-so, or Lord, you know what happened here, or God, you know what took place with, with me and so-and-so, I, I lay them at your feet. I lay them at your altar. That's the gift that I'm going to give you first. I'm going to give you back them. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I know, I know it's wrong. I know, I, I, know, I know it's changed my life. I know I'm still hurting from it, but that doesn't give me the right to be God, judge, and the jury. You are God, and you forgave me of all my wrongs. It is only right. I've heard the word of God today. I must forgive them. Now, I didn't say that you need to go and, 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 and grab their hand and kiss their hand and, and kneel at their feet and, and send them flowers. I didn't, see, I didn't say you need to do all that. What I said is, he's, Jesus said, with all your heart, you need to forgive as your heavenly Father has forgiven you. I need you to release that person today. And guess what? You might cry. You might go through it, but God will do the healing and you will feel a million times lighter, better, and so blessed with a blessing that I can't even really comprehend to tell you. Listen, no matter what evil they did, no matter how they let you down, all that has to be released. That's when the healing can come. This is your neighborhood preacher. Listen, I love you. Keep me in prayer. Every new episode usually is going to be later in the week, possibly on Saturdays. Stay tuned. Keep giving me your comments. Please keep passing me along. I'm not a taker. I'm a gift. Uh, I may not be wrapped in the fashion and form that you like, but listen, um, I believe God's doing something in my life, and I believe God has something to give to you through me. Please pass me along. It's your neighborhood preacher. I always tell you, stay up, stay prayed up. Until next time, I love you. 